You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this episode of the podcast, I talk to Marta from at Lutella. We chat about her bookstagram account as well as her online book club. And then we end with a conversation about books that are worth the hype, where we share three books each that we believe are definitely worth the hype. There are no spoilers in this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Marta, and welcome to the Book Story and Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Marta, you are my <laughs> first Portuguese bookstagrammer guest. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. We always start the bookstagram with an icebreaker question. So my icebreaker question for you is what are you currently reading? So I'm currently reading The Other Black Girl by Sakia Dalila Harris, which is a, a slow, slow burn girl who works in publishing. And then she's the only black uh, employee at her publishing firm. And then one day she meets her new black colleague and all of a sudden she starts getting these really weird notes telling her to leave her job immediately. And she's just trying to figure out where are they coming from, who's sending them. Uh, So yeah, it's been really fun so far. And that book has this beautiful, like iconic cover um, hit, well, the Australian version does anyway. Um, I'm currently reading Seven Days in June uh, by Tia Williams. And I actually picked it up because I thought it was a rom-com. And I don't tend to read too many book reviews before I pick up a book. I kind of read the blurb. And this one was Reese's Book Club pick for June. And I just thought, oh, it might be like, it's probably just like light and um, a bit fluffy. And that's just what I feel like. Um, but it is so much deeper than I gave it credit for. So essentially the premise is, is we have a, uh, we have two different characters. So we have Eva. Uh, she is a female author of a series called Cursed. And she also experiences debilitating migraines. And then we also have our male character and his name is Shane. And he is also an author, but he tends to write more literary fiction. And it turns out that the pair of them knew each other for a brief period of time uh, when they were 17. And the story is, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a lot darker and a lot deeper than I initially thought, but I'm enjoying the different perspectives. So it will shift between uh, these two lead characters, but it also shifts between some other people in their lives um, and also shifts between time periods. So you get a little glimpse of the past and their time together in the past, but then you are primarily in the present as well, which I really enjoy when a book does that because you get that background information of a character really quickly. And it's not just the character going, Oh yeah, this happened um, when I was 17. You're actually kind of experiencing it um, and living it. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm currently reading at the moment. I really uh, love that book's cover as well. And Mm. I think it tells you it is a romance, but something about it just looks so nostalgic. I think it might be the black and white portion of it or something like that. 
Um, so yeah, I, I can totally tell why you thought it was a rom-com, but when you look <laughs> at it, you think, okay, there's something else going on here. Yeah. And even like the blurbs, like seven days to fall in love, 15 years to forget and seven days <laughs> to get it all back again. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. It's like a, like an exes back to lovers kind of rom-com and yeah, like I, I really, I didn't do my homework very well, but I'm still really enjoying the book. And I think I, yeah, I picked it up on um, Monday or Tuesday and I've just, like, I'm probably nearly finished. I might actually finish tonight or tomorrow morning. So I'm still consuming it just as quickly as I probably would with a rom-com story. <laughs> so Marta, you have a bookstagram account, which as you acknowledged yourself before, it is a completely made up name. Um, and I'm going to and I'm going to pronounce it at Latula which sounds a little bit um, like a, I don't know, a flower's name or like something <laughs> exotic. <laughs> Can you describe your bookstagram feed for my listeners? So my feed, I think it's heavily inspired by the early 2000s and that aesthetic that is really feminine and there's lots of pink and red. And I think in a way it's... Um, it's inspired by my background in fashion as well, because I do love reading, but I also have other interests that are usually not really what one would associate with reading or fiction. And most, most of the people I know from fashion don't really read a lot. Um, so I wanted to mix those two things together and create like um, a unique um, aesthetic for my bookstagram. So that, were, would, that was what I was going for. And I think it is certainly unique in the terms of not only is it bright and colorful, but you have some really diverse reads that you share on there as well. And you've kind of infused that, that 2000s uh, fashion or 2000s uh, kind of pop culture with different things like memes um, and and beauty, of course, is the other thing as well, or the other, um, the other items that you infuse into your photos. So how do you actually blend your love of beauty and your love of books into your photographs? It's not, it's not hard in the sense that that's kind of how my house looks anyway. There's always a mix of beauty products lying around and books lying around. So I just try to come up with uh, different ways to portray them and put them together in a in a picture in the way in a way that looks fun and interesting. Um, when it comes to my written content, I do speak a I do talk a lot more about books than I do about beauty. <laughs> uh, but in my photographs, I try to mix them both. And I think sometimes too, like beauty products themselves can be quite pretty, like perfume bottles or um, moisturizer creams can often. Um, present quite beautiful in their packaging as well. So that they'd be quite an easy product to photograph. There is something really unique about your account as well. And it's one of the reasons that I reached out to you and throughout your feed, you have listed TBRs for certain iconic characters throughout your, your Instagram feed. So how do you actually come up with the TBR for a variety of different characters? I was watching Legally Blonde uh, one day a few a few months ago, and I really love Reese Witherspoon's character. 
And I was just thinking, I wonder what she's reading while she's at Harvard, <laughs> you know? And yeah, I just came up with the idea of making a TBR for her. And then people really enjoyed it. And I started making TBRs for all kinds of characters. I do focus on female characters. People sometimes ask me for male characters TBRs. And I might start doing them eventually. But for now, I want to focus on the girls. Um, and I usually pick characters from um, movies or TV shows that were somehow set in the 2000, early 2000s. And yeah, uh, sometimes people suggest characters to me. I uh, share polls so, so they can help me pick someone. And yeah, when it comes to making the TBRs, I just do a lot of research on the character, on specific phrases she uses, catchphrases or moments she went through. And then I inspire, I'm inspired by those, those little things that make, that make the character who she is. And, and I pick books for, um, for her. I certainly really like seeing what you come up with. And it even allows me to add new things to my TBR as well, especially if a new character, if a character comes up and I'm like, oh, I really, I've loved that movie or I love that series. And, and it's a good way to discover some new literature and books for myself. So you, ha you do have two other ways in which you can give people suggestions for their TBR. One of them we're going to talk, in talk about in a moment, but can you tell me about the At Lutella Book Club? Okay, so I've always wanted to have a book club ever since I joined Bookstagram. I think it was in 2018. Um, and yeah, I just went for it last month. It's a, an online book club based on Discord. And all, all, <clears throat> all you have to do to join us and is just send me a DM and ask and I'll add you there. And then we choose a book every month to read together and we discuss it throughout the month. And it's been really fun. We have almost 100 people, I think, over there. And we just spend every day discussing books with each other. Even outside of the book we're reading every month, we have chats for everything. We share like our favorite Etsy source for bookmarks. Uh, we follow each other on Bookstagram. So it's been really, really fun. What's your July book that you're currently reading? We are reading The Other Black Girl. So that's the book I mentioned in the beginning. Perfect. So if there is anyone who is listening uh, to this episode, which is going to be released in July, and you've read that book or you're interested in reading the book, make sure that you head over to Marta's Instagram page and send her a DM so you can also get involved in that conversation. And I'm assuming there's people from all over the world involved. Yes. So. So it'd be a really cool uh, experience to be a part of. There is one other way that you give people many other suggestions to add to their TBR. And that is your polls that you share on your stories. And uh, that are that is based around books that are worth the hype. And in particular, what you do is you put them up on your stories and you get people to vote and then you collate that data and put it onto your feed. So I thought for our book conversation part of the podcast we could share books that we think are worth the hype so would you like to go first yeah go so I'm really <laughs> I'm really excited about this one my first worth the hype book because it's really really hyped I think it's a very popular book on bookstagram and it's called A Little Life by Hania Yanagihara 
and it basically follows four friends and their throughout their lives from college until they're older and it's it's really a really sad story and it's one of those books that whenever you share it someone says oh i can't wait to read this but i know i need to be pre mentally prepared to to get into it because it it's just such a devastating story um, but the reason why i think it's worth the hype i found that for for every sad part there, there was so much happiness and so much beauty and it's beautifully written of course um, and yeah so i think that's my first worth the hype book it's something that I haven't read, but it's also something that I'm quite hesitant to add to my TBR because I, like you acknowledged, you, there is so much about this, this book that um, can be quite difficult to sort of trudge through and to read. And I've never kind of come to a point where, where I feel like I really want to pick it up and read it. But that certainly doesn't mean that one day uh, that it won't happen. And my first book that I think is really worth the hype and it's fallen off my radar for a little bit. And I think the reason why it's not on my radar as much is because I don't actually own a copy of the book. I borrowed it from my library and is one of the ones that I regret not purchasing, uh, but it is Becoming by Michelle Obama. And the reason why I think that this book is worth the hype is because it's so raw and personal and interesting to hear from a first lady who changed so much about her role within the white house and, and what it meant to be a first lady while she was there. And she very well could be a president in her own right. And I don't think that I realized that about her until I sat down with her story and she shares like her struggles, her triumphs, things, struggles in marriage, but also triumphs in what she's able to do in terms of promoting like healthy lifestyles or supporting uh, black artists within America. And it's not just when she's in the white house, but it's also in the lead up to being in the white house as well. And interestingly enough, there's a conversation mentioned in the book that I'm currently reading seven days in June, where the publisher CC mentions to, uh, well mentions to us as the audience that she said something to Michelle Obama about putting in her childhood into the story and that, you know, people would want to read that and, she comes across that she's really buddy-buddy with Michelle Obama. So it's quite ironic that I'm also talking about this book. Um, and I, I guess the, the really important thing is it's not just about her within the walls of the White House. It's all about the things that lead up to it. And then um, her, her thoughts on what it was like handing over the keys to Donald Trump. And she's just she's humble and she's inspirational and she's just an all round superwoman. And I really need to reread this story. And I, I think I need to buy myself a copy of the physical book, but also the audio book because she narrates it. And I would really love to just sit back and listen to her narrate it next time I read it. So that would be my first book that is worth the hype. Yeah. I think it's also a really popular book on bookstagram and people seem to to love it. I haven't read it yet, but my mom was asking me for recommendations the other day, and I was like, "By becoming by by a copy of Becoming by Michelle Obama," and she's loving it so much. I think I'm gonna steal her copy next, <laughs> so I can finally read it. Yeah, really good idea. It's 
and it's it's inspirational like you you can't you don't put it down and go like oh my goodness like I can't believe that happened you just kick up and like wow you know she just kept going and she was in the face of the public eye and people were saying this about her or, or you know she had to experience and go through that and she just holds herself with such poise and grace and yeah a very very inspirational person what about you what is your second book that is worth the hype so my second book is if bill streets could talk by james baldwin which i think is a classic in its own right it's the only classic i have here um and i think it deserves more hype than it does get it's a heart-wrenching story. Another heart-wrenching story. I can see a pattern here <laughs> in my recommendations. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, sad story about a, a couple of Black uh, young people living in the 70s in the Bronx. And so, and he goes to jail for a crime he didn't commit. And then, you know, it's a race um, against time to somehow set him free before their baby is born. And to me, besides being a beautiful, sad story that obviously opened my eyes to a lot of injustice, it was also an introduction to James Baldwin's writing, which until that point I didn't know. And he is such a talented writer. I was so, so impressed and in love with his, with his work. So yeah, that's why, that's why I chose this book to be here as well. And, and yeah, it, it was my introduction and it encouraged me to, to check out more of his work. And again, I haven't read that one before, but it is certainly something that is now uh, well and truly on my radar. I do struggle a little bit with reading like traditional classics, but by the sounds of it, it's, it's classic in the fact that it's a canonical text that lots of people have read, not in the fact that it's like a Dickens or a, um, an Austin or something like that. So a modern classic, would that be fair to say? Yeah, it's a modern classic. It's not, it, I, in my opinion, it deserves to be a classic, but it, it's not a classic in the, in the classic sense of the word. <laughs> I also have another, another uh, text that I think will, I think it will become a classic, or I certainly hope it will become a classic. And it is definitely a book that Bookstagram made me buy, but it's so incredibly worth the hype. And it is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, I was introduced to Taylor Jenkins Reid through reading Daisy Jones and the Six first. And I adored the uh, script style structure of the text, but also Taylor Jenkins Reid's writing, like her her ability to create really vivid characters that you are so invested in, even though they are so flawed and would be very difficult to get along in real life. There's just something so capturing about the way that she writes her characters. And, and again, strong female characters, which I think is a feature in all of my books that I'm going to share today that are worth the hype. And um, and if you are interested in learning a little bit more about the, the Daisy Jones and the Six um, by Taylor Jenkins Reid, I did read that and uh, went and have a episode on it in season two of the podcast as well. But uh, seven, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo um, took me a little while to pick up, but the characters, the setting, the plot, 
the twist, the LGBTQIA plus representation. It's just this perfect mixture of a, of a story. And I loved the, the structure of the book that it kind of breaks it down uh, for each of the husbands. But it's really a story about uh, women and, and that process of aging. And especially when women find themselves in the spotlight, how uh, differently they can be treated as they get older and that need to keep reinventing themselves time and time again. And Evelyn Hugo seems to do this with each of her husbands uh, that she, that she marries. Um, And we also, like I said in the uh, start of our podcast, when I spoke about our icebreaker book, that blend between the past and the now. It's such a great way to learn your character. And although Evelyn Hugo is so incredibly flawed, it's through the flashes that we get of her past that it kind of makes it a bit forgivable because we know what she's had to go through and and what she's been through. And I think that's uh, really, really clever. Whereas we we don't necessarily get that in Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you read The Seven Husbands? I did. I read both The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones, and I enjoyed Evelyn Hugo a lot more than I did Daisy Jones. Um, Partly, I think, because of that, because um, when writers show you different timelines and what happened in the past, instead of the character telling you what happened, um, you learn a lot more about them, I think. And in Daisy Jones, you know, you you had to... um, to learn from the characters' perspectives and their... um, In Daisy Jones, it was the character telling you what happened instead of you seeing it for yourself. Um, So that's why I I enjoyed Evelyn Hugo a lot more. And I do love any kind of historical fiction inspired by either the musical industry or show business in general. So it was... It was such a delight to read this book. It was really, really good. What's your third book that is worth the hype? Okay, my third book is Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman, which is a magical realism story about two sisters who grew up with their aunts and then kind of grew apart and moved to different places and then tragedy brings them together Um, to the same place where they grew up and you can't really tell if they're witches or where their powers come from but there's just this this ambience and this magic happening it's the little things and I do love anything that has to do with witches I have an obsession (laughs) since I was 10 years old and while I, while I do love uh, a hardcore fantasy where lots of magic is happening, um, there's something about magical realism that just makes things more believable. And it's easier for you to, um, you know, imagine that happening in real life because it's the little things. Um, and Alice Hoffman is such a talented writer. She has a way with words that just transport you right to where the characters are and kind of makes you believe that you're a part of the family and you're right there witnessing everything. So if you're into magic, I highly recommend Practical Magic for sure. I think the the reason why this is such 
this is a text that can translate quite easy is when we talk about magical realism, it is ultimately rooted in realism. So it, it makes it a lot easier to see how it fits within our world. And it's not the lavish fantasy where we have to create a whole different world to exist within. We can see it happening or think about, oh, that lady that lives down the street, you know, what, what, are, what are her secrets? Is she... Is exactly, she, yeah. Yeah. I can remember bits and pieces of the movie, but I never actually realised it was a book. So it sounds like that's one I need to add to my TBR. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. I haven't watched the movie, actually. So... Ah. Yeah, that's something I need to fix for sure. <laughs> yes, I think it's got, and correct me if I'm wrong when you watch it, um, I think it's got Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman in it. Like they're quite big names that are that are in the film. I have a feeling that every now and again it used to be on TV, like run as a television movie, um, and that's probably when I've seen bits and pieces of it. My final book that I want to share uh, is, a, is a classic and that's Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. And I feel like this is just a book that probably speaks mostly for itself. And hopefully if you are a female bookstagrammer or a female bookworm, this is a text that you've definitely picked up or engaged with at some stage during your life. And the reason why I say that is because there are such memorable characters within the story and this beautiful blend of sisters and we get these like strong female protagonists that go against that. Well, for one of them goes against the grain of their time or are really focused about what they want and, and go for it in the, the confines that they're, they're within or they want to break through that. And that the reason why I keep contradicting what I'm saying is because they kind of do throughout the story. Jo finds her own way, but then we have Meg who wants to get married and wants to settle down. And we have Amy trying to make a name for herself and um, to, to marry. Um, and even though it's not someone we initially considered to be who she might marry. And I think in recent times too, like the, the, the Greta Gerwig film adaption has kind of sparked a love for this text again as well. So I think it certainly deserves its, its name up there with books that are worth the hype. I haven't read Little Women, actually, <gasps> which <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know why I haven't picked it up yet. I'm, I usually shy away from the classics because mm. they usually leave me disappointed. I'm not, I'm going to be honest, but I know everyone loves Little Women and I have watched the movies and I love the movies. So I really need to, to read this book for sure. ASAP, hopefully this year. Yes. <laughs> I think in terms of a classic as well, it's quite easy to read because I struggle with a Dickens or an Austen or one of the many other things. Like even Dracula I've picked up and you kind of sift through things and reread bits and pieces. But Little Women just seems so um, perfectly written and it's easy for someone to pick up and, and to understand the text itself because it's quite simplistic um, and yeah, a lot easier to kind of build the world around it. And the language isn't too difficult to wrap your head around. It's not Jane Austen in the fact where you're like, hang on, Jane, what did you say? Like, I didn't get that at all. Uh, Louisa May Alcott's writing is a bit different to that. So Marta, thank you so much for joining me on the Bookstoring podcast. 
Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. You have been listening to the Bookstorian podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at the Bookstorian podcast.